Clark, I think we're lost. We're not lost. Ellen, will you please let me do the driving? I honestly don't think you're going to find the Grand Canyon on this road. Jesus, it's only the biggest goddamn hole in the world. Clark, watch your language. Make that the second biggest. Dad, I haven't seen a car for an hour. Oh, shut up, Audrey. You don't think Dad knows where he's going. Thank you, Russ. You're lost. Ma, I saw some detour signs. I didn't see any. I saw them when you and Mom were trying to fold the map. Audrey, when they close the road, they put up big signs, like this one. Ah! I think I broke my nose. I stabbed my brain. I just got my period. I better check under the hood. Welcome to Against All Oddities, the podcast about three brothers coming to terms with the oddly true and the truthfully odd. On today's episode, we'll be traveling down some conceptually treacherous roads as we explore the meaning of the road trip. We'll discuss a lot of things, including crawfish swarms, the pink man of West Virginia, peanut butter toilets, long distance biking, creepy motel south of the border, the She Lines remix, the state of Florida, Marshall McLuhan and Joseph Campbell, and just about everything in between. So grab your gear and jump on shotgun. This is Against All Oddities. Against all oddities today, we are talking about the very strange oddity that is the quintessential road trip. Now, obviously, that can mean a lot of things for a lot of different people, and we're going to crack into it. I am Chris. I am the middle brother. I'm Tim. I'm number three. I'm Nate. And that's Nate <laughs> over there. We're pointing at him. Uh, so, yeah. So I feel like if we're going to talk about road trips, just like what your friend did, the destination matters not. We're talking about the trip. The Obviously, You got yes. bit by the travel bug and you're suffering from the, the travel, travel version of Lyme <laughs> The travel disease. rash. The travel the rash. Travelitis. You know, I, I take a road trip like uh, once a week, twice yeah, a week. Well, that's road. why we thought you'd be good for this too, because you, you are a traveling salesman. Of you know what? I, I, I the only thing I, I I'm sure I told the story on here before. I was telling it before. This isn't necessarily a road trip, but I'd like to start this episode out with like a good like uh, hook to bring everybody in. In that that is everyone has a fantastic TSA story of going <laughs> through airport security, and my my favorite one that I have. Well, it's like maybe five years ago, I was in line, uh, the TSA pre-check, but it was kind of like combined Yeah. Uh, with the other one. And this lady in front of me, like right in front of me, had a cat in a cat carrier. And I don't know if it was her comfort cat or somehow she, it was her carry-on cat in a cat bag. And they're telling her, hey, you have to take that cat out of the bag. 
we're going to scan the cat bag and you're going to walk through the metal detector holding your cat and when you get to the other side you could put it back in the cat carrier and i already like, think that's too much information for a random stranger to follow yeah and this cat is not happy to begin with and so and like, a cat in an airport is not gonna no. be too relaxing it's not gonna end well anyway so we get uh i'm like she is the person right in front of me and so cat comes out okay she holds the cat to her chest walks slowly th through the airport i mean through the metal detector and as the second she crosses through the metal detector the cat launches off hovers in midair for like three seconds like as a, in a ball of fury boom speeds off through the terminal everybody's like standing with their mouth wide open uh, the, i look at the tsa guy that's standing next to me he looks over at me and, I was like, and then like all these, all these people started chasing this cat through the airport just random people or tsa well, agents? there was at least two tsa agents and then a few helpers that also which doesn't i mean this is only going to encourage the cat to run a little faster through the airport if a bunch of people are chasing it this is actually uh, a terrorist ruse to ex uh, to expose who the air marshals are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or the air marshal might just shoot. Yeah, the cat. I also feel like that cat could have also been like a mule for some sort of like mm -hmm. explosive, or it knew it was going to get caught, and it's carrying like <laughs> yeah, we're uh, fifty thousand dollars worth of drugs. And so that cat still clearly lives in the airport. It, what airport was this? I think it was Atlanta. Nice. The, uh, <laughs> Uh, the cat, yeah, the cat was like had a bag of like DMT in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, the bag busted, and the cat's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> he like went Heaven to the sucks. level. Uh, These machine the, elves are awful. They're mean, and they keep scanning me. The I'm out of here. The TSA agent was like. <laughs> Yeah, it's another day at the TSA. <laughs> I don't know if I have a TSA agent story. I mean, I, the only one I had, I got pulled over. This is kind of a, an against all oddities themed TSA stop. But I was, I forgot where I was traveling, but I had a, a deck of tarot cards on my person, like in my bag. And it's like wrapped in fabric. And then I have like a shoelace I just wrap around it. And apparently this looks like a bomb uh, uh -huh. because it's like weirdly dense, I guess. And they like flag it, and then uh, they they separate me, and they and the lady comes over and is like, "There's this is gonna be what's it, what the hell is this?" I was like, "Is this cards?" And they're like, "What kind of cards? Why is it wrapped like this?" I was like, "Oh, there's there's tarot cards," and no joke, she stepped two steps away from me, and just like looked crazy. It's like, "Are you psychic?" <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> In my mind, I was like, no, but then I was like, I should have said yes. Ray, when someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. I felt like, you know, sometimes you just got to be the person they want you to be. And I said, you need like, to, you need to answer something like that with another question. Like, just make your eyes look weird and just be like, no, yeah, just be like seven. Like, aren't we all? No, no. It's more like you knew you would meet me today. Yeah. You'll find that uh, answer out when you need to. You already know the answer to that. Do, do you have a TSA story, Tom? The only TSA stories I really have are mainly from you guys being sketchy. Uh, <laughs> oh, like yeah. When, didn't, didn't, didn't everyone think Nate was a terrorist? Every, like every, Irish he got terrorist pulled, when we went overseas. To like, Nate got oh, pulled to the side every time because we, we went to Hungary and Budapest or whatever, Budapest, Budapest, Hungary and Germany and all that. 
and Chris and I had big hiking backpacks stuffed with like stuff that we absolutely overpacked for. But Nate had a Jan Sport backpack <laughs> with, with like one two pair of pants, <laughs> one pair of underwear, and two shirts. And then what he was wearing, and he was like, I wear shorts, it gets hot. I put on the pants, it gets cold. I put the shorts back on. <laughs> I so, probably had like an extension cord for a belt. Right, which you have. Had no, before. but you also were young and you definitely had an Irish bomber look to you. Like you had. Yeah, they're like, how, IRA. Long, how long are you going to be in Germany? And you're like 10 days. And they look at your backpack that weighs <laughs> less than five pounds. And they're like, uh. <laughs> I always put over here, sir. No, it makes sense. <laughs> I mean, you were washing your clothes and the sinks and everything. Was so, I, yeah, I, I guess do that, that. I do that at work now sometimes. You know, I'll tell you a gross thing about programming like for life of the salesman when you're in a hotel or whatever if you're traveling for a week you usually don't pack but so many sets of clothes and if you sweat through your shirt and stuff mm -hmm. and you don't really have time to do laundry a great thing to do is to take the hotel iron and mm. steam the sweat off just iron yeah. the sweat off because like, everyone knows that hot equals clean. That's why you don't even need to put your clothes in well, the washer. You just, just put it in the dryer. I just needed to get dry so I could pack it in my bag and move on. I mean, you travel with your black light, do you not? <laughs> don't <laughs> no, open that door. You can't. <laughs> you just have to embrace it. The yeah, grossest just... hotel I was ever at was in California. And my flight got canceled. I was trying to find a hotel room. And the very bottom hotel was the Vagabond Inn in orange county it's and called it was, the vagabond Inn. it was yeah nice. v that's how far i called every single hotel because there's like right next to the place where you see where you get canceled there's the list of hotels like in the area and i just started all the way down until i got vagabond in and when i got it it was gross and when i got in there and i ended up sleeping in my clothes on top of the comforter and i mm -hmm. used like another shirt as a pillow so i wouldn't touch anything but the best part in, in the was on the carpet there's a cigarette burn the length of an entire cigarette, nice. which meant like somebody lit a cigarette and passed out while laying on the floor, <laughs> which is so gross. Um, I don't know. The whole place yeah. I mean, there's a, I remember from like crappy hotel stories, our, our friend Ed Lister, Angeline was once a hotel, like worked behind the security glass at a hotel, like to check people in. And she said something once that always kind of stuck with me, which is like, you know, sometimes when there's a murdered body, they don't clean the ceiling because <laughs> they, uh, really? they forget to look up there. So I like your Vagabond Inn. I feel like you open that and it would be like a tavern and somebody's playing a mandolin and there's a harpsichord somewhere, or not a harpsichord, a, uh, a, like, a <laughs> flute or something. And maybe you're forming a dark alliance. Yes, and then you walk in and the inn keeps like... Hey, you smell of the sewers. <laughs> what, what can I get you to drink? And or if you can't pay your bill, I have a quest for you. Um, but no, when I uh, bike to. Yeah, what did you do? I mean, the bike is a road, a road trip. What, tell, what was that story? So that one that I was supposed to the, the whole thing. I graduated college and I didn't have anything to do and I didn't have a job. And so I was like, well, I'm going to ride Chris's bike because I didn't even have a bike. Mm -hmm. Oh, I did, but it wasn't good enough um, to Maine. And then Brad was going to get married. So I was going to ride with the Blanches back from Maine in their minivan or whatever down back to Richmond. And so oh, I bought... That's, a, that's like a thousand mile bike ride. I didn't appreciate how... Even the guys at the bike shop that fixed up the bike and, and 
like helped out with it and stuff they're like what are you doing i'm like oh i'm going north they're like most people do the opposite because you have a lot <laughs> of clothes up there and then you just mail yourself your own clothes as you're traveling south and i was like one you think i have money for warm clothes <laughs> two, you think i have enough money to mail myself something yeah, i don't think so. so expensive i always um, thought about with the appalachian trail like who has all this extra bread to yeah that's bread way too many resources um and so i spent money on maps uh non-highway maps because this was back when cell phones existed but they didn't they they didn't function i didn't have to make calls or text messages i had a flip phone to call 911 if i needed to and the battery lasted like two weeks so i was like well this is good and geniusly the only food i packed was i had this little backpack on the back of the bike and i filled it with trail mix and that was <laughs> it's just like a trough, like a like a horse a horse trough of trail mix. It, was, it was like three pounds of trail mix on and this so, trip did you take any uh sunscreen no i was wearing <laughs> cotton socks and sneakers and this and is the, the summer the bike pedals had cages i wasn't clipped in or anything and so i had these maps and i'd look at it and be like well this says I need to ride on this for two miles. So I need to look pretty close for a turn, pretty close for a turn, looking around for a turn. There it is. There it is. Or if it said 40 miles, I was like, all right, I've got time to zone out. We'll see when I get to 40 miles because I didn't have GPS or anything. I uh, was grossly underprepared. So I was eating my trail mix and looking at a map and it was again, like 95 degrees, no clouds. And I was wearing a cutoff t-shirt. And then I looked over my shoulders were like forming blisters and popping on their own. It's like, <laughs> oh, so gross. Oh, that's not good. And this How is like day been... one. Yeah, it's not even day one. It's like hour two. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's some dude that was like all jacked up and strong. And he rode his bike up like a million miles an hour and pulled up next to me. He's like, dude, what's up? You biking? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and he was like in all spandex or whatever and he's like oh that's cool dude i'm doing a couple hundred miles how far are you going i was like maine he was like Pfft. gave me like a down up he was like good luck with that and then it's <laughs> like i'm sure that dude knew a lot better than i did what i was getting into so yeah it got really scary um because just because you're not on a highway doesn't mean there's not semi trucks and Chris knew I was on this trip, but I was alone. Nobody knew where I was. I had a cell phone that I would have to plug in and like charge if it had access. For the music, I had a a, a, a disc man, <laughs> <laughs> which but it skips. Was, it skips like you can't do any type it of. Uh... To, it was supposed to have skip protection. <laughs> But and this was far enough, it was like in stage disc man that I could play MP3 CDs. Uh, so you at least didn't have to carry so much CDs, right? So each that's CD a lot had of Ryan like, Adams at that time, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, there's one album that's um, uh, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. I don't think I'm ever gonna listen to that album again. What that Wilco album, yeah, Wilco. Um, and then some fantasy metal that I still don't enjoy as much uh but the only place i could keep it was just like in my lap sort of but whatever anyway i got to pete's house i stayed with him the first night Where no, you, pete's didn't. House. you did not i picked you up on your bike and, drove and got you me the rest of the, the way yeah, where was he you're, living you have to he was living in alexandria uh, north a of chinese restaurant and tim called me and i took up because i was working in fredericksburg at the time i drove up there and helped him across like the 
beltway uh, over the, the scary pizza part house, yeah. <laughs> through, through the scary part and then we stayed the night at pizza's pizza house yeah so next day i drove and got to outside of baltimore and Wait, got Nate free... drove you? no I no you i didn't drive i rode i rode yeah that's bicycle. a real important i, I just got you over like the sketchy dc traffic area yeah so it's st- all day it was still sketchy dc northern virginia into baltimore and then i called my friend matt there's actually a guy that stopped and he was like hey saw you looking really confused at a map back there <laughs> i mean do you have a, do you have a place to go and i was like yeah i'm trying to bike really far away and he's like i've done a few of those trips and the guy had kids in the back in a station wagon <laughs> they weren't his though he just no, well that's them. the thing <laughs> number four. and he was number like four. i can throw your bike up on the on the ski rack tie it down and you can just crash in our living room tonight if you need to like if you need to rest for a minute and i'm sure he was like super nice or whatever but then I think I was mouthing like murder, murder. As I was looking, yeah. I was like, no, I'm good. My friend lives just, I'm trying to find his house. So I called Matt and he came and got me because he was like eight miles away from where I was at. And I stayed at Matt's house last night. And then he took me, I was thinking he'd give me like another jump a little forward so I could like cheat a little bit. But no, uh-huh. he dropped me off right where he picked me up. He drove you backwards? <laughs> well, it wasn't quite backwards. You got to earn this. It was too. a lateral. <laughs> His house was out of the way and he lateraled me back. And then the whole time I was like, man kind of want to ask matt if i could stay at his house again i'm really tired <laughs> <laughs> it's super sunburned and probably sore yeah no but i i was bleeding a lot and i ran out of trail mix and uh, <laughs> how many days did the trail mix get that lasted like three days i wasn't eating very much but sometimes i'd pull over and eat fast food at like a wendy's because i thought like i'd be all country roads on the way up and it'd be really pretty drifting mountains up and down but it was like the east coast corridor <laughs> like it wasn't it wasn't countryside there was some countryside and it was still scary because i was on these back roads and these 18 wheelers were like zoom and they would literally like push me off the road into the like woods i was like popped a tire broke a chain link i learned a lot about like bike repair on the fly because mm. uh the bike shop guys are gonna they were like you're gonna need these eight things to fix your bike but the uh, the scary part was it was getting dark again, as and I took a sleeping bag and a tarp, and my goal was I was just going to go into the the woods because in my head I was going to be next to these woods on these back roads <laughs> yeah. and just camp, and then pull the ticks off in the morning and then just keep going. And then I was like, I don't want to go in a gutter, like I don't want to sleep in the gutter on this road. This is scary. And so I just kept going until i saw like a motel it was like a motel six or something or a holiday inn or something that looked kind of nice and i was like how much for one night and they're like 170 dollars i was like "Hundred dollars." <laughs> <was like> <laughs> they read the room they're like this guy needs it <laughs> no i think yeah. i even told him i was like i it's almost 7 p.m literally how many dollars there's is like one hour? other car in the parking lot and they were like, well, I'm sorry, that's the lowest rate we have. But if you want, you go a couple dials down the road to, you know, the sketchy place. You <laughs> the can Motel stay there. 9. <laughs> I wish I remembered what it was called. And they were like $30. Yes, yeah, that's what you want. Oh, that was And ironically, crazy. the guy with the station wagon and the kids was still in the parking lot. <laughs> Bro, there were no kids at that point. Yeah. Um, no, so I went in and it was, it was a it was a bed and they didn't it was like a crime scene that they didn't bother to clean up but the blanket was tucked in on the bed and above the bed there was 
just an exposed neon light, like a two foot long light bulb. <laughs> nice. And it like had a, a metal chain light. on the side. There was no cover. There was no anything. It was just light bulb. And I was like, okay. And I took the bike inside yes. and my shoes and stuff. And I was like, I have to bathe. Like my feet are bleeding too much not to bathe. The water was brown and I let it run till it only was kind of brown. <laughs> and it, like yeah. the bathtub, it was a clawfoot tub, which was crazy. And <laughs> there was like only tile up to the tub and then like a square missing. And then it was like just wood that was all wet and it was a clawfoot tub. And then it had brownish water and it felt like something out of uh, that movie Delicatessen. Nice. Or like yeah. where it's all just like dirty. Uh, yeah, or like City of Lost Children or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's what it was. And I turned the light bulb, which was like hanging on an exposed wire in that bathroom. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And like Nate, you know, you sleep with all your clothes on and try not to move because you don't want to touch any more surface area of anything. <laughs> You just got in wet because there wasn't a towel and slept wet under the blanket. Right. Naked. And then like the second the sun starts to peer through the windows, you're like, I survived. And then like you leave, <laughs> you just go. Uh, that was scary. And then of course, spoiler alert, I bailed on the trip. Uh, I couldn't do it. It was very dangerous. I got to Philadelphia and was scared shitless because I couldn't like sleep anywhere there. Um, but Chris knew people. And so I called him. I was like, Chris came and saved me. Yeah. I no question. Up. If you had planned it differently, do you think you would have been a successful? Like, if you're like, there was no I'm way I do... ever, ever would have succeeded. I like on MapQuest and like mapped out routes and like called people to stay. Maybe trained for like five months. No, so that was the thing is like, I didn't really have a car. I rode my bike everywhere. So it wasn't an endurance thing. I, so I guess the things I could have done better is I had pre-mapped out a paper map, but the technology didn't exist for me to have GPS or that I could afford. So that was a side. And then if I had had non-cotton socks, and I say that now knowing that the cotton's a bad idea, mixed with sweat, you get blisters, uh, you know, you drop the money on decent bike shoes, it makes a difference. Or like sunblock would have been smart or a hat. Uh, <laughs> like any of those items, items for the elements. now some of it was kind of nice because you know i took you know i had a credit card with a 500 limit and then i had like 60 bucks cash that was like everything and i was like this is good that could last two weeks <laughs> God, that's uh, like that's like a month easy uh, on the road i mean that's enough that's like two troughs of trail mix <laughs> trail mix is cheap you helped me make that trail mix chris I don't remember that you did we went to one of the nicer grocery stores and you just got a buy the pound bag and you're like you're gonna need a lot of m&ms for like energy. <laughs> <laughs> well that's the best kind of yeah like, but it's also like gorb the, the grossest thing in the heat is m&ms right milk. and then it ended up costing me like 19 dollars. i was like well i guess that's my food then <laughs> yeah i was gonna oh go with God. the dollar menu at mcdonald's but i guess not but see i did i did which was what was kind of nice. You, if I saw a McDonald's and it wasn't creepy, I'd go in and I'd get like six things dollar, off the dollar menu and put it in one yeah. of my little like zip up bag things. There's there's a couple different types of road trips out there, and I think the ones that are that fall more under the oddities are probably solo road trips. Like because I like I've I've been on tour like six or seven times, so like there's a whole. I mean, I'm not going to talk about it even because it's like it's like too many stories. It's like too much. Like my my friend adrian brown has a podcast called tour mode and the podcast is entirely dedicated to just road trip tour stories um 
but there is a different type of thing that happens when you're road tripping alone than with like six people like I have and all my tour stories definitely involve like basically feces in your own like all the good stories are like oh and then Shane peed in a peanut butter jar while being towed on the highway and it ran out of room and then there's peanut butter and urine like everywhere like <laughs> so gross. no it was oh, extra so gross, gross because we were getting towed okay I'll tell like one tour story like <laughs> so we or I was roadieing for a band and the van broke down and the side of the highway somewhere in Ohio near Cleveland and there's five of us I was a roadie four band members and we could not get the car to start we're like I don't know what's going on we're all like 20 years old pretending to like look at an engine like we could figure out why the car wasn't running so we we called like a tow truck to tow us because we were only like 50 miles from the venue to tow us from where we broke down to the venue and then that way we could still have the gig because we could still get paid to get enough, you know to go to the next place so like but the tow truck driver it's illegal to have humans in the car that's being towed on the highway and there's only room for two people in the tow truck driver's area so three of us had to hide in the van that's getting towed on two wheels not like a fun up in the air thing, but uh, like yeah but this is a you're at an angle in the back hiding at an angle <laughs> which is definitely feels like you're going to get murdered but it was like a solid hour and we've been on the road for a long time and so there's enough room for two people in the back seats and because the it was a van the back area had a loft system um so your gears underneath this plywood plank shelf and then there is about a foot and you always just wedged yourself live and you had to lie flat and someone always had to ride lying down it's the most dangerous position on tour is lying flat on the the loft and so shane shane was riding in the loft and he was like guys oh, i have to pee so bad i can't i can't do it like i don't know what to do and the only container we had was a jar of peanut butter that was half full that's <laughs> so disgusting and he's like just give it to me i don't care and we're like just okay eat the peanut butter out or how scoop are you it gonna out. pee in that but you couldn't do anything because the, the tow truck driver couldn't see you in the history we would get in trouble like we had to stay out of view so you couldn't reposition oh the tow truck driver didn't know you were no in he it. didn't know we were in there because we like knew the rules so we were hiding back there I'm while impressed. People... you couldn't you could have slipped them a hundred bucks or something or... i'm sure we could have but we didn't have a hundred bucks but like so the best part about it was shane was like lying flat wedged between the ceiling and the loft and a jar of peanut butter. I was like, how are you going to pee in that? He was like, hold on. And he just slid it down and kind of like, like an alligator. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh... so he basically just mounted this peanut butter jar. And he's like, I can't stop paying. What if the peanut butter jar is definitely <laughs> full? full. Definitely full. So nasty. And then he had to like stop. And then he put the cap on. He definitely handed it back to me. It was like the grossest <laughs> peanut butter jar. So it was a nasty. big jar, but it was like half peanut butter and half urine. Was and so I was nasty. like, I'm just going to put it right here. But anyway, so there's was a lot of one of your roadie duties. Yes. Uh, disposing of urine yeah but it's that's like most of the stories are like trying to find where to poop like at what rest stop not rest stop it's always a like a burger king or something so it was like <laughs> where can we go that they won't notice that we didn't buy anything and i guess like five different people can slip in and like destroy this bathroom um i feel like but, those are general like road trip questions is where to poop 
Yeah, I mean, I usually can make it to the hotel. We didn't have hotels though. We slept on people's floors. Like, so like after an event like that, I'm at a house. Literally, they're like, where am I sleeping? It's like, I think you're going to have to sleep on the kitchen floor. Like without a sleeping bag. So I'm just like at some like crusty house, like just asleep on a linoleum floor. That's so with no gross. pillow. Because like a hoodie you know that pillow. floor is disgusting. It's so they're always disgusting. Of course it's disgusting. <laughs> Who's gonna can't disgusting. let the band sleep at their house? It's not exactly like the, the person pro- who cares young professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know I'm not getting my deposit back. Come on. Uh but anyway, I'm not gonna tell tour stories because that's the whole thing but i like the stories of when you're kind of alone and you don't know really where you're going and just kind of making it up as you go uh, well that's and, everything all right let's get a little philosophical here like yeah the I got a philosophy was, was, point too. was per- you had purpose there but i think like every great story like lord of the rings every epic every or, quest it's all about a journey all of them no matter what every yeah, it's it like the hero's like journey two pages to destroy the ring mm-hmm. well it's all about it's it's all about how you get there it's not about yeah, the destination right, right? so it's about not remaining hobbit for, in remaining a hobbit and making it there what's the real I, challenge what yeah, I, which I, was samwise gamgee was the only one that i know and that whole exactly story. that's the he's the he's the superstar the uh <clears throat> i well same thing with even star wars or whatever it's always there's always a journey and an adventure and you can get into joseph campbell about what that means but i think like as humans and as people we're meant to go on journeys like we're hunter gatherers right yeah like sometimes we like the success of our species is based on our willingness to like go out and have an adventure and uh and and find the new stuff whether it's a golden fleece or mount doom or you know some some new jedi tricks or whatever but it's it's Mm -hmm. it's it's awesome and i love it however what's funny i i think it's like everyone's perspective of what a journey is and how far what really qualifies as a road trip i travel so much like i i don't even bat an eye like when we went to the lake this weekend tim and you called you're like yeah we're leaving now we're gonna get there what are you i was like yeah i'm in south carolina i'll be back and uh richmond or whatever in about eight hours and i'll do some laundry and stuff that i'll hit the road <laughs> well no yeah. a better example is that is the other day you were like hey are we recording tonight and i was like no i'm going to dinner at mom's house aunt maggie's in town and robbie and his girlfriend are coming over and nate just showed up yeah <laughs> it was a three-hour drive he was like oh i heard you guys are having dinner so like here i am it's <laughs> awesome. well, it four o'clock i do wish i knew it was earlier but it's only three hours. That's like watching the new Batman movie or <laughs> I could drive and hang out with everybody. I'd, I'd much yep. rather do that. Well, I'll say Nate also got like all the cool uncle points by giving an eight-year-old uh, about six pounds worth of illegal fireworks. <laughs> Look, right. I, I spend a lot of time in South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, what else <laughs> you, know, you know what is before, before we get too philosophical about Nate's journey and finding yourself in existential oh, moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm uh the biggest oddity on the east coast that everybody loves to hate is um you want to say it chris do you know what it is south of the border south of the border i knew it (laughs) unplanned unplanned i knew what you were talking about that's where our first our last dog dodge was born at the uh, campground in south of south of the border nice so for those of you who don't know south of the border is a tourist stop slash gas station stop 
on the South Carolina, North Carolina border. That's the South Carolina side. Like how to pronounce cultural appropriation. Is that right <laughs> for that place? Uh, like yeah, the giant think, like Mexican yeah. fiberglass guys, dinosaurs. So the, the, I guess the, the joke of South of the Border is that it's like not the Mexican border. It's the South Carolina but border. It's so like the Mexican border. So they're pretending it's the Mexican border in Texas. So um, yeah, there's some there's some real intense moves that they make to get people to pull in. If by my life or death I can protect you, I will. You can have my sword. And you have my bow. And my axe. And my paranormal insurance from Dorfu.com. For just a few bucks, I can protect us from all kinds of stuff from the likes of ghosts and haints and spooks and who knows what lies up ahead. Just go to Dorfu.com and get you some. Orcs, trolls, wizards, enchantments, magic rings, and potions all included. Yes, the fire rises. And DORF. So because we are a philosophical talk podcast, uh, my philosophy that I was thinking of was um, something I vaguely remember from art school, which was the Marshall McLuhan's concept of auto amputation, which I thought, yeah, so auto amputation, Tim might know just because it is actually a medical issue where you, you your cut body, something of yourself off yeah not actually amputating something of yourself but your body auto like it automatic like maybe like severe like in the second or third Hannibal Lecter movie where he cuts the guy's skull no off you can't not you can't brain. cut it off it's like the body gets rid of it but regardless that's not the philosophical Marshall McLuhan's thing was um his concept of auto amputation was when the when the human mind can't understand Oh, the technology it removes the body part that it's replacing so for instance driving a car like the idea would be that the like we all drive cars we do it a lot and we don't even think about it but yeah. but there's this moment that the body can't really understand what it means to go 80 miles per hour in a half a ton piece of metal and so your body gets rid of your legs because your legs are what's being amputated by the car you're not running you're now flying down the highway and in order for your brain to process and control what you're doing it deletes your legs and so that you kind of become part of the car right so that's why if someone like hits you you're like you hit me it's like they didn't hit you they hit your car like you you really do kind of merge with especially if you're like driving a motorcycle really fast or something like there's this thing where the brain starts shutting down the extremities it doesn't really need to think about because it's trying to focus on something that's like way too advanced for the nervous system like flying or driving a car um and there is something the idea also is that this is a satisfying condition right like are we as mammals as like meat puppets enjoy the removal of our body right so it actually is a, that's why it can be relaxing to go on a long car ride because you are amputating aspects of your physical self uh, it's like, like meditation you're doing yeah, a, a yeah exactly it's like a yeah. form of like detaching yourself from your physical body but it's way easier for a lot of people because they haven't been trained in meditation so they're like i don't know i just got stressed out so i just went for a long drive 
and it's and it's not just because they're not you know it's a meditative state it's like they're doing more than just meditating they are you know um because they don't really know how to meditate so they are just disconnecting parts of their body they're like i don't need these legs do they listen to a lot of podcasts well no there's there's that's also it it, at some point there's a crossover between that and highway hypnosis which is Mm -hmm. a real thing where you lose time just because everything's so mundane. Oh, that happens to me all the time. You see the same yellow line. You're you're going the same speed. You see all the trees are a blur, and so it's just this tunnel vision, and you lose time. You'd be like, yeah. "What?" Yeah, like when you you find you're supposed to go somewhere and you end up driving to work, no which I what. feel like it's the opposite of astral projection, because astral projection you you're going out of your body to create an experience. And in this one, your body is the only one experiencing the highway and your brain just shuts down. It was like, nope. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah. It's I definitely been 45 have dri- minutes I'm definitely driving sometimes and I'll be like, did I just pass like 10 cars? Like, I don't even know where I am. Like, I definitely have been like navigating at high speeds and doing stuff. Oh, and- I do that. All and the you're, time and then you kind of blink and you're like, I guess I'm just on autopilot. Yeah, or you're like, did I go through three red lights? Like you don't even remember it turns green because it's just like you, you just shut down your brain. You don't need it. Anyway, so that was my philosophical endeavor that kind of connects to the road trip. But yeah, it's a way to experience nothing. Sure. <laughs> well, well it's not relaxing to, to me, in the not really knowing where you're going. Like I've been on a road trip to like, where the goal was like, let's just go as far south as possible. Like, so we'll drive to Key West from Virginia and we'll just figure out where we're going to stay. Like, we don't know. We don't have any money. So we'll just like find a way, survive it. Right. We've all been on that Florida drive because dad lived in Florida and it took 14 hours to get to him. Yeah. Um, Well, me and John and Adrian drove to Key West once and that was nuts. Just because Florida is the worst state because you're like, oh, we're in Florida. You just started the journey (laughs) yeah exactly like we were in florida it was 14 hours from virginia but that was at tampa like we had another like 10 before we hit like miami florida getting to florida from anywhere whether you're coming from texas or new york or whatever getting to florida is like hitting the mountains and gandalf getting the tunnel to go under the mountains like that's the part of the story that you're at in the Lord of the Rings. Well, I've got a couple different Florida experiences or different vibes to it, I guess. Because me and Matt Williams uh, randomly decided to just go to Florida just on a whim. And that was when, my da- uh, when our dad lived down there. Like, do you want to go to Florida? And he's like, screw it. We took my car for some reason, the really horrible. <laughs> yeah, uh, bad move. 1984, 87, whatever it was, Honda Accord. <laughs> it actually, it did just fine. But the rules that me and matt had without even ever talking about it is the only food we ate that was not at a restaurant was gummy based so those were the only snacks allowed in the car were gummy and we'd keep them in the dashboard where they'd quickly melt and turn into one giant like brown gummy the wind the ac is not to be used the windows (laughs) stay always down the whole time and it doesn't matter what music's on you just got to crank it Uh, we got we got down and back successfully and then without a monkey 
<clears throat> without a monkey so that was the trip where the waffle house well our listeners lady. don't know that because you gave up that story for the neat cast and not <laughs> you didn't you, you that's some that's a podcast gold you can't you... go listen to the neat cast uh me and nate were on it and i told the story about how a lady at the waffle house tried to sell me and matt a monkey in which nobody ended up with a monkey and she got kicked out for trying to sell it to us but she had the monkey with her in the waffle house it was a baby spider monkey it had a little baby diaper on it was fifteen hundred dollars and that was in 19 99 or 2000 uh, i wouldn't have had 1500 dollars in 1999 but see, but no, it, was, it was it was 2000 i know it was 2000 because matt had i would not he, have had 1500 dollars in 2000 no. but if i but did, matt did he had a job i would also have about 80 <laughs> spider monkeys no he uh matt was in the air force so he had a checkbook and a means to uh, reliable income but the uh, the other trip to Florida and back was driving down with Alicia and Jack and Evelyn. Oh, the and, recent one. Yeah, Alicia and I road trip very well together. But when you add two kids in the back, it's a wild card. Because we have like little TVs. And I guess Jack was six turning seven and, and Evelyn was three. And they got down just fine. Because every time they started to get bored, Alicia actually had a backpack full of like one to two dollar like toys from the dollar store and she just they'd grab something and play with it for an hour or two and get bored with it and get another one and it went pretty well but the way back was not exciting we'd already been to disney world we had 12 hours to come back home with these oh, tired yeah. exhausted kids and jack was fine he was just like he turned his brain off he was like i don't feel like watching cartoons and it was just like staring out the window for a while <laughs> Good. Good for him. alicia was trying to sedate evelyn with whatever cartoons or books or toys or art or whatever and she just wasn't having it and the only thing that made evelyn feel better was the 10-hour version of the meow mix remix by the she lines <laughs> hold or... on while i play that over what you're <laughs> can we okay. make this a 10-hour episode we cannot yeah, so we just, there's it has an interlude of that song So there's two. There's there's a dubstep version or something, and it's not that good, and it's 10 hours long. And there's the good one, which is, and I'll say the name again for anybody that wants to hear it, the Meow Mix remix by the She Lines. I mean, it's playing right now. <laughs> it is, it's really catchy, and you think it's good, but after, literally, I went back after the fact and tallied the time of listening to it, two and a half hours. You made it two uh, and a half hours. That's, that is that's... how long that song was playing. And I have never gone to like the happy place in my brain more than driving on I-95 <laughs> for 10 hours listening to Meow Mix Remix. <laughs> well, what's, I mean, but that, I, if you think about it, that's the history ever since the Purge first, like... <clears throat> I thought you said ever since the purge. I was like, well, really? I heard purge too. <laughs> ever since the original purge, uh, there has been um, terrible songs. Like, think about the Oregon Trail. Like, the families have to like sing or whistle or come. And there's only so many songs you can come up. Especially with. back then, they just they hadn't had songs for very long. That's probably where like 99 bottles of beer came along. You didn't have license plates to play the license plate game. 
you know, like, oh, look, oh, another stagecoach or whatever it is. Or what wagon. Has anyone ever collected on those games? Like, have you ever, like, won? And, like, our cousins, received a our prize? cousins. Uh, we did the license play game. I know I would marry one of them. Yeah, but Travis, did you win you to hit Hawaii. Have a prize? Like, the, the prize is actually finishing it before the end of the trip, I guess. But now, Mike and Jess, our cousins, going to Nags Head every year and back was a seven, eight hour drive. And that was, they kept a sheet of paper and wrote down all 50 states mm -hmm. and then do the check marks for each one that they saw. And they you apparently can't even start playing until you see Hawaii or Alaska. Yeah. And if you saw those right. two, then you have to, it's worth driving the extra. Yeah. Hour. It's like playing like poker or something. It's like you just fold until you at least get two cards that might work. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, like you might get Alaska, but like you got to start with at least one of the the old the weird ones the only i'm gonna time get I another drink but i have i have a question that actually is really relevant to what you guys were talking oh. about i'll give you a minute to think about it all right your your go-to travel song travel song pop quiz hot shot pop quiz asshole i don't i don't have kids anymore because ella's gone away but I sure can annoy the hell out of Mary with some some songs, especially if they're from Top Secret. <laughs> oh my like, god, <laughs> that's brutal. Deed service. No, it's not. <laughs> I don't believe you, Nate. If everybody had a twelve gauge and a surfboard too, the same shooting and I'll tell you what my I do because I do think he would try to annoy Mary with it. No, Mary hates that song. And then what's the song from there that had was silly in it? Uh I care I'll, I'll remember it. Chris, like do you have a go-to song? I don't have I don't have a go-to song. So what's your genre? Uh, am I alone or do I have to like pretend to oh, be a huge it's either silly. one? What's your How alone and what's your you with get? Meredith? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. How oh, silly can you get? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that would if I even say, like, how silly Mary will be like, throw something from across the room. It's like, don't get that in my head. <laughs> so, terrible. if you haven't watched, it's the worst song ever. Val Kilmer's hit first movie, Top Secret, you should watch That's the that. best one ever. It is yeah, such stop, a good movie. Stop it listening to this podcast. Too. Start watching Top Secret. Tutti Fruity. Um, it's so good. Yes, yeah, spend the night with me. Skeet surfing's probably the best, my favorite. I don't, I don't have a go-to song anymore. When I'm alone, what I do is I have an MP3 player with like every song from like when I was 14 years old. So you just shuffle it, and it's on shuffle, not albums, it's songs. So it's a real roulette. Like you might have something from 1996. You might have, you know, it's there's so many bad periods of my life. Like not bad periods of life, bad music periods. Like where I was like listening to something horrible and uh, i just like muscle through new it. new metal yeah whatever it is like whatever it is like honestly when the recently because i've been driving a lot recently the new metal comes on like like the deftones or something it's actually one of the better selections <laughs> than uh, of, of all the new metal i actually bad. don't i don't mind the deftones they're yeah, not bad exactly. they did that album with uh, the tool guy right well that's what i'm saying like they usually come on around tool you know stuff like that it's it's more like actually my bespoke, your association with the album no my bespoke like punk days like there's just like a lot of trash that probably isn't actually good music but i just have because someone said it was good 
but it's just it's interesting to see like who like what part of your life because you know like they are probably on road trips from when I was 20 or when I was 30 or when I was 40, you know? And so having on mix is kind of like, uh, it's like nostalgic and also it can last for 12 hours. Like I have to, on Wednesday of this week, I got to drive uh, for 20 hours. So nice. yeah. it could, it could last the whole time. Like the mix, I think I wonder, is that a generational thing? Cause all yeah, three of probably. us are, maybe mix people but you know mixtapes to mix cds and now you just go to your spotify recommended list or whatever i can tell you what i think my go-to song is and then what it ends up being pretty quickly and my go-to song in my head if for like road trip adventure time is trusty chords by uh hot water music oh okay yeah hot water music's got like a time period connected to it that like makes me I, think of road trips right and so that's a two and a half minute long song and so it's an, about as much as my attention span lasts for anything anyway yeah and what i found works better than any of that is uh godspeed you black emperor of sharp a sharp minor yeah sure yeah. So that's what i mean like the long drony <laughs> that's that's kind of what i listen to a lot. i don't get i have a post-rock mix uh that that's like a four-hour post post-rock which post has like rock one song on time. it it's like yes. but i love listening to it going through airports <laughs> it adds to like yeah because you like because the machine really is on fire and no one's at the wheel <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, all, all of it's all kind of spaced out but it, but what it does is it kind of makes it more it's like dystopian walking like, dead dystopian yeah, yeah feel to it's it. just, and it makes me not angry at all it's being surrounded by all the terrible people all of a sudden nothing matters <laughs> yeah i'm like well it's not even that it's like it's almost like i'm looking at them in a zoo and yeah. it makes me feel more sad for the people that it also makes it it's a little condescending and i don't mean that to you specifically because no, you're I, I walking through the zoo you are not a <laughs> yeah. participant. You're you're the... Yeah, it separates me from them even though I am one of those assholes. Right. But <laughs> but post rock but... does make you feel smart. <laughs> well, so you take it off. Um so elephant in the room, what about oddity stories on the road? Like ghost stories from the road, alien okay, stories so on one... the road. One, I think we've told on a prior episode, but me and Nate were driving back from the beach and hundreds of frogs were committing suicide at the car. Yeah. yeah. It was it was drizzling a little bit. It was a five. It was hour we were drive. following a thunderstorm though. Like so it had just thunderstorm. And you were asleep and Ella was asleep in the back and I had the headlights on because it was at night. And I kept watching the frogs. They were jumping towards the headlights of the car. Yeah, they didn't jump into the road. They jumped at the car. At the headlights, which the, it was a Volvo 740, like 92. And as every single one of them would get hit yeah. by the wheel because it's right under the headlight. Yeah. And it would get, sometimes they get caught up and you hear them hit the, hit the feet. There's so many frogs. I mean, for so long, for miles and miles and miles. That's miles. Like, I think either you woke me up for I it or I was up. awake for it because I have visions yeah. of these frogs in the starred out belly flop position. You didn't and believe me. You I didn't like, hearing this. I was, I was like, I <laughs> <don't> know <laughs> so many frogs. And you're like, I mean, I, it's about. like a migration thing or something. Yeah. Right? I think Not it anymore. Just, it was wet <laughs> and it was like a lonely country road at like 158 or something. 
at the time and then like covered the whole roads covered in frogs hopping at this volvo and tim was like oh my god so many frogs like, it was yeah. so many if just picture the sound of a pancake you drop on the kitchen floor yeah but, but dozens like, of times of them, yeah. <laughs> and then you stop at one of those car washes and like pressure wash all the frogs off. <laughs> um well so that reminded me of this so it's a horror. We all probably are aware of the horrors that is the next door app for homeowners, yeah. right? You yeah. Know? Okay. So I, I, this re it reminded me, I saw this story on next door. I am a new transplant to Louisiana. So I'm, I'm like learning about Louisiana sometimes, hopefully not through the next door. It's so horrible, but this is a story I saw on there the other day. I am writing to this to see if any of you remember what I'm about to describe. I can't even remember the year, possibly 1978, 79, uh, or even 80. Uh, I'm thinking the earlier dates because I had a job that took me to New Orleans uh, several times a week from Baton Rouge. What occurred, you may not believe, yet it is true. I tried to find an article of The Advocate, which is a newspaper, but it's been unsuccessful. Driving along, I start seeing dark images in my headlights. It was late at night and very little traffic. The images were small on the interstate. It seemed alive. I kept hearing a crunchy sound under my wheels <laughs> as I slowed to get a better look. I thought, am I dreaming or what? It was thousands and thousands of crawfish moving from the south side of the interstate to the north side of the, the north side of the interstate. No joke today, folks. I wasn't coming from Norland after partying on my way to work. Literally thousands and thousands. As your headlights and the vehicles would approach them, they would raise their little claws in the air, facing <laughs> directly towards me. I thought, are they defending themselves or giving up? A constant sheet of them. Further Bird down the road, there were many people stopped alongside of the highway in their shrimp, uh, wearing shrimp boots and scooping crawfish with flathead shovels into five-gallon buckets. Uh, this went on for approximately five to ten miles. Literally hundreds of thousands of crawfish. That's uh, insane. The, the other occurrence happened exactly like the first with crawfish, except it was with bullfrogs. Again, literally thousands of people stopping, clutching burlap bags, uh, chasing bullfrogs around I-10 route on the I-10 route. <laughs> in both times was during the springtime. I don't remember, and it seems that both happenings occurred in the full moon. Please tell me if you remember hearing this or witnessing this. I feel like I'm going crazy, but it was real. Anyway, uh, so that's I bet that smelled one. great like three yeah. days later. Yeah. I hit a Luna moth driving once. Oh. oh. I know. They're cool. They're so like majestic, like the Fae of the Woods flying. Yeah, around. we have a lot of them up in Maine. Well, I hit one going about 45 and it coated half of my windshield. You know, I've been really depressed about how the there are 60 percent less flying insects than yeah uh, 15 years ago mm -hmm. which is like a, a big sign of like terrible collapse right yeah totally but it made me think a lot about uh, bug zappers and i really am entertained by bug zappers yeah and yeah. the luna moth is, is that's like the grand finale of fireworks for a bug, bug zapper. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> uh what was i talking about before oh no the best attraction tourist attraction nate you know you know what it is it's near happies and i'm gonna give you dixie caverns no my god it's nate. the uh civil war 
Yes. Oh, the on the dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. The, the, re, the revisionist yeah, Civil War. I've never been there. Oddity. I've never yeah. been there. But that's you're getting close. We tell our all, listeners about that. That's content. Try to go there, but they have the like if you go to a mini golf place and they have these giant like dinosaurs that you put put through. Imagine that without golf, except the dinosaurs are are all eating the, Civil War. No, 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 no. It, it was they're being written like by a, Union soldiers because it's a revisionist historian saying that the Union won because they had dinosaurs. I thought the Confederates had the dinosaurs. Hey, uh, but that gets me to where my my source trap that I wanted was uh dinosaur land and i always have the t-shirt most of the t-shirts that's what i, I was have. talking about was dinosaur hand no you're talking about the one next to natural bridge that is what i'm talking about that's yeah i'm talking land? no i'm talking dinosaur land is in winchester and there are zero confederate soldiers on it just like misshapen giant dinosaurs that i make ella uh i'd make ella pose with me <laughs> and uh i always get a t-shirt there there are definitely confederate flags for sale there Mm. But the the park itself is not, um, you know, oriented that way. I don't think. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so you're right. I'm thinking of Dinosaur Kingdom, which is outside of Natural Bridge, and that is the one that is revisionist. Uh, uh, the dinosaurs helped the Confederates to win. Oh, so it was yes. revisionist, so that they lost. I thought they were like they only won because of the stupid dinosaurs. No, no yeah, the, no, it's definitely a little weird. It, but it's I like say, that uh, the Hitler movies. Oh yeah, it's like I, I'm looking at photos now. You can go to um, there's like an Atlas Obscura post on Dinosaur Kingdom Two, Natural yes. Bridge, Virginia. Great, so it's like a dinosaur eating a Union soldier. There seems to be one where a raptor's sneaking up on Abraham Lincoln. Right. <laughs> like, um. So right next to that. There's also Foam Hinge, which is yeah. a complete recreation of Stonehenge out of uh, foam. So those, but it's at scale, not like uh, uh, close. You know what? Close it's always enough. closed. I haven't been to that one. What is our Riddler? What's your best road trip? Anything? Your road trip yeah, snack, like... your road trip song, road trip. Uh, uh, tourist attraction your best road trip alien story aliens oh spooky encounters on the highway the uh you can email yeah. wizard at dorfyou.com d-o-r-f-y-o-u.com tweet it at aao podcast you will get a prize of some sort i mean there's so much potential for a river i have some good uh spooky encounters yeah give us some we're an oddities based podcast yeah legit Chris what you got asked for that 30 minutes what you got ago. <laughs> we got distracted no you know i gotta but the best one isn't with me in it uh well just say it's you <laughs> no like we were in bluefield west virginia uh virginia west virginia it's a border town kind of coal mining and it is like if there was an armpit of the United States, I'm sorry, but that pit's probably Bluefield. It's so weird. <laughs> but I was talking to this couple, and he was like, "Y'all, y'all ever heard of Pink Man?" I was like, "Uh, what's this?" And he was <laughs> like, "Uh, Pink Man. He comes out. I've seen him." And his wife's like, "Oh yeah, we've seen him." He was like, "We're driving on 460 late at night." And then we saw him running across, naked across the road, pink as a Barbie doll, black eyes. <laughs> he run across the road, high behind the tree. I slammed on my brakes and I looked and he was peeking out at me, big black eyes, pink face. And then I hauled ass out of there. I was like, oh my God. 
in my head it was like an alien pink alien although it was probably a guy like a methed out guy that just blew up about to say that sounds like a naked like beat red guy yeah he's been sunburned in the woods for a couple yeah or there is a a still explosion or (laughs) like a meth lab explosion but i was like in sleeping in sandra's guest room or whatever and she had like uh sliding glass windows (laughs) and there's just woods behind her and fog and like all I pictured, like like foggy window or like the sliding it was the pink man, pink man, like a big slimy hand, like touching a pink hand all night. That's all I thought about. It freaked me out. And it's because when you're alone in those places, I and I've like that's where you like stop because the animals and everything, or like the dark nights on the country roads. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. are always the creepiest. And the three of us have probably experienced that like countless times. Yes middle of nowhere especially pre-cell phones but even now what are the odds your cell phone's gonna work yeah exactly west virginia or out 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 there like rural maine Tennessee. okay so how how many miles are on your your trip next week uh this week this week it is about a thousand anyway this road trip of an episode we have lulled on forever hopefully somebody in their car has traveled from point A to B and we've or or they're inspired. Perhaps you've now inspired that like, you know what? You see it? That sign coming up? Take it. Just take it, man. Just take that exit sign. Go into the unknown. Go it go go in there. Spit at the first person you see and then buy the third thing you see and then report back to us. I'll tell you what I've been trying to do, like not to unconclude this, (laughs) but uh I've been trying to like listen to any in, intuitive exit taking. I've done it a uh, couple of times and I, I did it. Like I got to get off now. Oh yeah. That's really interesting. Like, or to find something and it hasn't worked yet, but that maybe I'm trying to tune it in and I'm trying to use like a sixth sense to find something. Yeah. Awesome. So your lust for result is causing the problem, but it's a really, now that you've opened yourself into knowing that there's this random exits you need to take, it can happen. Cause I think, yeah. that's, I think that's clever. I think yeah. That's and well, so the time to do it like would be like, so I was <laughs> heading to the airport, Atlanta airport, like a month or two ago. Dude, I, I knew I was going to get there half an hour early and i just got like oh i gotta take this exit and take a longer way and i took it didn't find shit but i was like looking for something i wanted to see somebody with a for sale thing on the outside of their house exactly yeah like oh this guy has like uh the velociraptor robot from jurassic park for sale in his front yard or something for 200 bucks and then i could buy it and yeah, they're, they're cancel my open. plane ticket and rent a truck and drive drive it back, and then like spend the next three weeks trying to get it working again. So use that, dear listeners. Take that next exit. Just do it and tell us what you found. Mm-hmm.